Welcome to the spooky edition of the Anxious Adventure podcast. For the month of October, I'm talking to you about spooky travel destinations. October is one of my most favorite times of year. I love Halloween and anything paranormal. During this time, you can find me watching scary movies, Halloween wars on the Food Network, and those cheesy but oh-so-good haunting shows. I'm a sucker for it all. That's why when I visit a place that's known for all these spooky things, I love to learn all about it and soak it all up. And today, I'm taking you along with me. Hello, and welcome to the Anxious Adventure podcast. I'm Katie Schlegel, your host, and I'm an anxious adventurer. I know that sounds contradicting, but I'm here to tell you that if the thought of traveling somewhere brings up those feelings of anxiety or stress, you've come to the right place. I've traveled to over 17 countries around the world. I've lived in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and trekked across South America solo. I don't say these things to impress you. No, that is not what I'm here for. I say these things to let you know that every single one of those experiences had moments where my anxiety made me feel like I could not do it. So if that's how you feel, or have ever felt, you're not alone. In today's episode, Spooky Edition, I'm taking you on a trip to a southern state here in the U.S., to a city that's near and dear to my heart, and it just so happens to be one of my most favorite cities in the United States. All right, let's pack those bags, and depending on where you're listening from in the world, grab your passports, because we're about to embark on a spooktacular adventure to New Orleans, Louisiana. I want to welcome you to New Orleans, Louisiana, also known as the Big Easy or NOLA. Are you ready for some city facts? Let's get to know this vibrant and spooky city. New Orleans is located along the Mississippi River in the southeastern part of Louisiana. Serving as a major port, New Orleans is considered an economic and commercial hub for the broader Gulf City region of the United States. It's also a region of French Louisiana, along with Cajun country. It's world-renowned for its distinctive music, Creole cuisine, unique dialects, and its annual celebrations and festivals, most notably Mardi Gras. The historic heart of the city is called the French Quarter, known for its French and Spanish Creole architecture and vibrant nightlife. The city has been described as the most unique in the United States, in large part due to its cross-cultural and multilingual heritage. New Orleans was founded in 1718 by French colonists, and it was once the territorial capital of French Louisiana, before becoming part of the United States in the Louisiana Purchase of 1803. New Orleans is world famous for its cuisine. When you think of New Orleans food, it's combined with local Creole, hot Creole, and New Orleans French cuisines. Think of it kind of like local ingredients plus a splash of French, Spanish, Italian, African, Native American, Cajun, Chinese, and a hint of Cuban traditions combined all into one to produce a truly unique and easily recognizable New Orleans flavor. Specialties include beignets, 
my personal favorite, served with cafe au lait, which is a coffee drink made with a blend of coffee and chicory, rather than only coffee, the po'boy and mufuleta sandwiches, gulf oysters on the half shell, fried oysters, boiled crawfish, as well as other yummy seafood dishes. Etouffee, jambalaya, gumbo, and other Creole dishes are also amongst the top savory dishes the city has to offer, along with the Monday night favorite, red beans and rice. The food is delicious in New Orleans. Another New Orleans specialty is the praline, a candy made with brown sugar, granulated sugar, cream, butter, and pecans. Is your mouth watering and salivating yet? Because I know mine is. I know I'm mentioning so much food here, but I just had to because the food, along with the music, of course, are two of my most favorite parts of this amazing cultural diversity. Every time I visit, I love this city even more than the time before. It just has something magical about it. New Orleans is also known as America's most haunted city. All you have to do is walk around the French Quarter at night to understand and see why many make this claim. The spooky streets and alleyways come alive as your imagination can play tricks on you. The more you learn about New Orleans and some of its dark past, it starts to seem as if every alleyway, door, and window of those old historic homes can harbor one of New Orleans' famous ghosts. But why is New Orleans so very haunted? This is where our first of two spooky tales begins. On Bourbon Street sits a quiet and unassuming building. Not only is it one of the oldest buildings in the French Quarter, it is reported to be one of the most haunted. Easily one of the spookiest bars you'll ever visit, and I've had the privilege of visiting this bar and can be a testament to this fact. At night, almost the entire bar is lit by candlelight. Romantic, right? Think again. Here's the tale of the ghosts of haunted Lafitte's blacksmith shop located on 941 Bourbon Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Is the ghost of Lafitte's that of Jean Lafitte as rumored, or is there something else lurking in the shadows at Lafitte's blacksmith shop? Lafitte's blacksmith shop has a long haunted history. For years, there have been reports of ghosts, even what is possibly the ghost of Jean Lafitte himself, haunting this building, which is now a bar. Lafitte's blacksmith shop gets its name from Jean Lafitte, who was a pirate and privateer and who called New Orleans home in the early 1800s. Now, a pirate and a privateer were essentially the same thing, though pirates worked for themselves while privateers worked for a government. However, they both looted, robbed, and killed. One was just socially acceptable, while the other was not. Lafitte is believed to have been born either in France or the French colony of Saint-Domingue. By 1805, he operated a warehouse in New Orleans to help disperse the goods smuggled by his brother, Pierre Lafitte. After the United States government passed the Embargo Act of 1807, the Lafittes moved their operations to an island in Barataria Bay, Louisiana. By 1810, the Lafittes were conducting a successful smuggling operation and also started to engage in piracy. Lafitte became a local legend during the War of 1812, 
when he helped Andrew Jackson defend the city of New Orleans from capture at the hands of the British. Today, you'll see many landmarks and buildings with his name on them in New Orleans. However, when it comes to the ghosts and hauntings at Lafitas, it's no surprise that the ghost most often associated with this building is the ghost of Jean Lafitte himself. He appears as a full-bodied apparition. Now, full-bodied apparitions are not as common as movies would make them out to be. Most of the time, ghosts are often seen as a mist or sometimes even a shadow person. A full-body apparition would appear no different to you than a living person. Except in this case, our ghost is dressed in sailor's gear. It is said that the ghost of John Lafitte has never interacted with anyone. He actually has never said a word. He simply stands in the dark corners, staring at people until he's noticed, at which time his ghost disappears into the shadows. Now this hasn't happened just one or two times. As the tale is told, it seems to be a fairly common occurrence at the blacksmith shop. He's always seen on the first floor, and most of the time, near the fireplace that's inside. So if you're going to be in New Orleans for a night of fun, maybe you'll want to go and hang out for a chance encounter with Mr. Lafita himself. The ghost tale doesn't end here though, no. On the second floor of Lafita's blacksmith shop, there seems to be another ghost which calls the bar home. Nobody knows who this ghost is though. They only know that it is the ghost of a woman. Rumor has it there might have been a woman who lived there in the 1890s and killed herself upstairs. The ghost, however, is a little more mysterious. She has only shown herself to people on a handful of occasions though it is said she is very talkative. If you can imagine sitting in one of the rooms upstairs at the blacksmith shop by yourself late at night, and all of a sudden you hear a woman whisper your name softly into your ear, that is what this ghost likes to do. And if that doesn't send shivers up your spine, I'm not sure what else will. Aside from these ghosts, there is one last phenomenon, and that is of phantom red eyes. There's never a body and never a voice, just piercing red eyes. These eyes are always seen in the dark corners of Lafitas, and as soon as you make eye contact with them, the eyes will freeze on you before fading into nothing. Even if you don't have a run-in with the most famous ghost which haunts the blacksmith shop, the atmosphere is absolutely fantastic and they serve a great Sazerac, so it's definitely worth the visit. Are you ready for our next spooky tale? First, let me paint you the picture. Settled between St. Louis Cathedral and the Cabildo, the quiet cobblestone pirate's alley elicits a sense of nostalgia of days gone by. The cobblestones are uneven, jagged in some areas while smooth in others, as cast iron lampposts bracket either side of the alleyway, including one in the middle, which marks the entrance to Cabildo Alley. They're all slightly crooked, as if time has left its mark and the battle was a struggle. The middle lamppost boasts the red and white sign, Quiet Church Zone. 
and the morning pirate's alley is pretty empty, with that haunting feeling left from the night before. By afternoon, you'll see local artists and vendors camping out, with their paintings clipped to the fence of St. Anthony's Garden. But when the evening approaches, the alley seems to come alive, illuminated only by the lampposts, Pirate's Alley Cafe, and Absinthe House. It seems as if there is hardly a building along Pirate's Alley that doesn't have a ghost story or two attached to it. Pirate's Alley certainly seems to be one of the most haunted locations in New Orleans. Here's a little bit of the history. Pirate's Alley hasn't always been officially called this, but locals have preferred the name to its real one, Roarlands, since it was first laid out in the 18th century. Pirate's Alley was never intended to be a main street with shops and businesses. Instead, it was meant to act as a throughway. St. Anthony's Garden resides across from the shops and businesses on Pirate's Alley. It's behind the cathedral and was originally a burial ground. After a while, it was decided that more space was needed to bury the dead, so many of the bones of the burial ground were exhumed and reburied in St. Louis Cemetery, number one, on Basin Street. However, it is said that many bones were lost or never even moved. A garden was then intended for the plot of land, but its purpose quickly took a new turn. For a period of nearly 50 years, the space that is known as St. Anthony's Garden was actually a designated location for illegal, deadly duels. Only during the Civil War, when duels fell into disfavor, was the site made into the garden it was intended to be. Now, for the Ghosts of Pirate's Alley. One of the most historic locations on Pirate's Alley is the Faulkner House Books Shop. Located right in the middle of Pirate's Alley, this bookstore was once home to William Faulkner. Faulkner stayed in New Orleans in the 1920s. He even wrote his first novel, Soldier's Pay, while staying in this house. It is rumored that the ghost of William Faulkner still resides in this house. There have been many reports of people seeing the ghost of Faulkner still sitting at his writing desk, which is located in the store. In addition, ghostly scents of pipe smoke can sometimes be smelled wafting through the bookstore. It is well known that Faulkner liked to smoke a pipe while he wrote. However, is this apparition that of William Faulkner or someone else? In 1925, the famous novelist William Faulkner moved into the second floor of 1624 Pirate's Alley. It is said that he was lured in by the tales of John Lafitte and his interactions with General Andrew Jackson, but also by the haunted tales told about the old parish prison. So do you think it's the ghost of John Lafitte making his way down from the blacksmith shop, or maybe another pirate? Many people have reported seeing the ghost of John Lafitte walking up and down Pirate's Alley, but is it really him? Another legend states that it is not actually Lafitte's apparition, which is spotted in the early mornings, but another by the name of Reginald Hicks. As the story goes, Hicks was traveling on a ship in the Atlantic when the vessel was captured and ransacked by pirates. He was just a boy then, and the pirates opted to take him with them and raise him as their own. 
By the time of the War of 1812, Hicks had become a strapping first mate aboard a pirate ship. Allegedly, Hicks was one of the men to travel with Lafitte to go meet General Andrew Jackson. It was during his time in New Orleans that he had the opportunity to meet Marie Angel Bouchon, a beautiful French Creole girl. They fell desperately in love, but all too soon they discovered she was pregnant with child. Hicks refused to have his child be labeled illegitimate, and he and Marie immediately sought out a priest to marry them. But they had limited time. The war was rapidly approaching, and they could only think of a German minister that was, interestingly enough, doing time in the old parish prison. Hicks and Marie begged the prison guard to let them in. And they were married, but the German minister was forced to do the ceremony by the Iron Gate along Pirate's Alley. Their marriage was officiated by the church, and papers were drawn at the Cabildo too. But what happened to Hicks after that? It is thought that he was killed during the war, leaving his beloved Marie a widow so early into their marriage. Today, many couples choose to get married in Pirate's Alley, just as Reginald Hicks did. But his ghost, it is said, still haunts Pirate's Alley. Early in the morning, people have reported hearing wedding bells and the sounds of ghostly laughter. So, one has to wonder, is it the Pirate Hicks? And if so, is he still searching for his wife, even after death? Pirate's Alley holds one last ghostly tale, that of a ghost of a priest. In the early colonization period, a Capuchin monk, Father Dagobert, arrived in the recently settled New Orleans. As a pastor of St. Louis Cathedral, Father Dagobert was a joyous man who was quite loved by his congregation. However, when Louisiana was given to Spain, the French in the city began to revolt. After Bloody O'Reilly executed the Frenchmen who had rebelled, he refused to allow the men to be properly buried, as Catholic doctrine dictated. Father Dagaport refused to allow this to happen to the men. So, in the middle of the night, Father Dagobert, along with the help of two other priests, obtained the bodies of the dead Frenchmen. They held a proper, though secret, burial at St. Louis Church. Whether the Spanish governor and Bloody O'Reilly ever discovered this treason is unknown within history, but it is safe to say that Father Dagobert is still watching out for those around his old stomping grounds. Or his ghost is, anyway. People have reported hearing ghostly singing within the cathedral, but also along Pirate's Alley, the disembodied voice of a male has been reported in the same area. But don't worry, Father Dagobert's ghost is a friendly one, just as he was while he was among the living. When you look at a haunted location, one of the first thoughts that comes to mind is, why is this place so haunted? What traumatic events have happened here? There's no doubt that New Orleans has a history riddled with such grim events. It is a city that holds many secrets and ghostly tales of the past. While many of these stories are formed from hearsay, some are founded in facts. So if you plan on visiting this vibrant yet haunted city in the future, it will be up to you to decide what haunted tales to believe. But be forewarned, you may just end up falling in love with New Orleans.
ghosts and all. Next time you're in New Orleans, I encourage you to check out one of the many ghost tours being offered at night. I've linked to one company, Ghost City Tours, in the show notes. I like them because they do their homework, and while they tell you all about the spooky ghost stories, they also do their research and try to decipher fact from fiction. In fact, each of the stories I told you here today came from their website, and you can find each of them and many more at ghostcitytours.com. I've linked to both of these stories in the show notes as well. All right, that is it for this very first episode of the Anxious Adventure Spooky Edition. Thank you for joining me on this haunted trip to New Orleans, Louisiana. I hope you enjoyed the spooky tales from this very, very unique city. And please come back for my next episode as we travel to our next spooky destination. Until next time, ciao, besos, muah.